You are about to enter the courtroom of the Batman Universe Villain Wall. The people are fictional. The cases are fictional. The rulings are arbitrary. This is Judge Joe. Hello and welcome to the Batman Universe Villain Wall. I'm your host slash judge and jury, Joe. And today we have back with us... This is Dustin. And ready for another pasting, this is John. Hopefully you listened to the last episode, but if not, basically what we like to do here is take two villains from the Batman universe and classify them, either classic, B-list, absent, or gone slash forgotten. Now our two defendants here will have five minutes each to argue where they think each villain should be placed on the villain wall, and after I've listened to them both, I will have a think, and I will have the final say or where these two villains deserve to stay on the villain wall. So today we'll be looking at Ventriloquist and Black Mask. First up is Ventriloquist, and where would you like to place him on the villain wall? Judge, I will be placing Ventriloquist in the absent category. And I will be placing him in the B-list category. And first up will be Dustin, so when you're ready, take it away. Well, Judge... Uh, Ventriloquist has actually been two different characters. Uh, he's most well known for being the role of Arnold Wesker, um, but also there is a, another version that is more recent known as Peyton Riley. Um, specifically, I'm going to talk about Arnold Wesker f- for the majority of my arguments, specifically because he's the character who has been around the longest and the character that is more, more well known when it comes to the Ventriloquist. The Ventriloquist first appeared in Detective Comics number 583 in February of 1988. Um, he is a quiet man who is basically, as his name suggests, a ventriloquist. He commits crimes through a dummy named Scarface, and the dummy Scarface is dressed as a 1920s gangster and most commonly is holding a Tommy gun. He is pretty much, the the Scarface is modeled off of Al Capone, and that is pretty much where he gets the Tommy gun and his his, uh, accent and such such as that. Um, In addition to that, uh, Wesker was actually born into a powerful mafia family, but after seeing his mother assassinated by thugs from a rival family, his way of being able to commit any sort of crime was always used through his outlet of ventriloquism. Um, the characters had numerous appearances throughout the 1990s, including appearances in media forms, including the Batman the Animated Series, where he's probably most well-known for, the new Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond, Justice League, and the Batman, and he also appeared in a number of different video games, including Batman Dark Tomorrow, Lego Batman for the uh, Nintendo DS version, Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City. Um, he is actually not, he, they do not appear in Batman Arkham Asylum or Batman Arkham City, but they do, are referenced in a couple of different ways uh, through Scarface. Um, Scarface himself is probably more well-known than the actual character Arnold Wesker is, specifically since Arnold Wesker is just, essentially, in one way or the other, the actual dummy between the two of them, even though he's not the actual puppet. Um, Arnold Wesker was actually, uh, murdered at a point and is dead, and during the Blackest Night crossover, he is one of the 
characters that receives a black power ring from the re and reanimated into a black lantern. And, uh, Wesker actually creates a construct of Scarface in order to fight off police officers. Um, according to the new 52, Arnold Wesker is back alive and he is no longer dead as he appeared in Batman the Dark Knight number two. Um, and he also cl- clashed briefly with Nightwing during the new 52 as well. Moving over to Peyton Riley, she was actually created after Arnold Wesker was killed before the new 52. Um, she appeared in, she first appeared in Detective Comics number 827 in 2007. She was created by Paul Dini and drawn by Dustin Wen. And she basically takes over Scarface and is a ventriloquist. And there's, there, she didn't really have a whole lot of appearances. She was really used by Paul Dini for his run on Detective Comics. And really the la- one of the last times she appeared was in 2008, also in Detective Comics, along with Zatanna. Um, the reason why I'm arguing that this character belongs in the absent category is for for just a couple reasons. The The main reason is the fact that the character has not actually um, had a, a major appearance um, that is really a story that would hold this character to being a B-list character. He has had numerous media appearances. I'm not going to argue that he hasn't. But the character himself has has not really been a, a leader amongst villains in any way in the last 15 years. Um, he's had numerous appearances in the comics, but none of them are really... He's, he's, he's most of the time a supporting villain. That's what his role is. Um, so he belongs in the absent category just because, despite his, his rare appearance during um, Blackest Night and his rare appearance in Batman the Dark Knight number two, which a lot of people tend to just try to forget that entire first couple issues of Batman the Dark Knight. Anyway, he really hasn't had a real strong role within the new 52. And just for now, he's absent. He's, he's not forgotten or gone. He, people still will remember him, but he's one of those characters that is just absent until someone comes along and uses them again. Okay. And John, now it is time for your argument of why Ventriloquist is a B-list villain. My honourable colleague, Dustin, makes some actually very good points. Yes, he's not appeared uh, very much recently in the New 52, and he sort of sparsely appeared um, before everything was returned flash uh, during the Flashpoint. However, I don't think that necessarily means that you can say that he is completely absent. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but let me explain my point. When you think of the ventriloquist, yes, you think of Scarface, but you do also think of Arnold Wesker as well. And the two can't exist without each other. The fact that he's made appearances in other media he's appeared in arkham asylum and in arkham city once uh, in arkham asylum although my friend says that he uh didn't have a major role he has a conversation with the joker and he's appeared as part of the dlc packs for uh harley quinn and he is in fact packaged alongside her in the arkham city uh 12-inch figure line. He's a major credible threat 
for Batman. He's always been there. He's a thorn in his side. So much so that Batman, the animated series, felt that he needed to have quite a lot of episodes actually dedicated to him. And he's appeared in a, in any number of episodes. If you look at the Wikipedia entry, it's, it's nearly as long as the entry for him as himself. And he's also appeared in the Batman uh, series as well in a couple of episodes. So he's obviously someone who's considered thought quite highly of. He's considered a big enough threat to support his own uh, animated series episodes. And yes, even though there's sort of minor appearances and everyone wants to forget anything that David Finch did with Batman, the fact that he still appeared in there shows that he isn't really forgotten or in fact absent at all if he's come back and he's in the second uh, episode uh, if, second issue of the dark knight that suggests that he's a character that people are keen to use they're just trying to look at a way of using him correctly and once again he's also appeared in complexes complex.com's top 10 list of characters that they would like to see used in the christopher nolan films and the fact that people, that a website wants to see him in the Nolan films again suggests that he's a villain that people haven't forgotten about or isn't absent and that can people consider a major threat to Batman and can be used effectively as a major threat um in in those episodes um and that is why uh, oh He's also uh, been in Cataclysm. He was a major character in that storyline. And his and Arnold Wesker's effect forced him to cause the Quake Master and take credit for that attack. And the fact that he was able to support such a massive storyline, even though I was damning of it at the time, he shows that he is, again, a credible villain that people remember and that people consider up there with with some of the best, in my opinion. And that is why I think he's a B-list villain. Okay, thank you very much for that. And now, Dustin, you have your three minutes to argue against that. Thank you, Judge. The my my colleague specifically said he that that the Scarface cannot exist without the ventriloquist. Well, that can't be the case because if we're referring to Arnold Wesker, Arnold Wesker died in the comics, and then in turn. Scarface existed with a new ventriloquist, Peyton Riley. So the two do not have to go hand in hand, as shown by the fact that there was two different ventriloquists. The other aspect is that uh, my colleague has stated stated numerous times during his argument that Scarface is a very prominent character, and I would not deny that. I believe that Scarface is a very prominent character, but I think that what's important to remember is that we are arguing is the ventriloquist a B-list villain or at a different category. I am placing him in the absent category for the sheer fact that he is in fact an absent character because Scarface, regardless of whether the ventriloquist is around, Scarface himself may in fact be a little bit more well-known than in fact the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist himself um, if you took a picture of the ventriloquist without Scarface, would people know who he is? And I don't believe that they would. Scarface is what makes the ventriloquist, and if Scarface isn't there, 
the ventriloquist can exist by himself, but as a nobody. And that is why he belongs in the absent category. My colleague also stated that um, a website stated that they would like to see the ventriloquist in the Nolan films. While that's a interesting idea, while there's a couple of different things with that. One, we know Nolan's not making any more Batman movies. Two, someone's opinion who posted online does not necessarily warrant them being a B-list character, regardless of how big the website is, because it's still one person's opinion who wrote that article. And ultimately, it just comes down to the fact that Scarface himself may be a B-list villain, but the ventriloquist, which which is what we are arguing here, is in fact in the absent category. Okay, strong argument there from Dustin. So, John, now you have your three minutes to make your last defense. Uh, before you start, can you bear with me two seconds? I just need to find something on Facebook. This is coming out of your time. No, it's fine. I found it. Oh, God. I can't wait for this. <laughs> right, okay. So, my learned friend has argued that really he's not that interchangeable, that he is interchangeable, and that when people think of uh, the ventriloquist, they're in fact thinking of Scarface. Well, I simply have two points that I would like to point out that suggest otherwise. Number one, the ventriloquist has his own Tumblr. And also there is a Facebook group for the ventriloquist as well, which has 400, 743 likes, which suggests people are thinking about him and they are recognizing that the ventriloquist is a major villain and people want him back and that is my argument so evidence at hand i'm just going to go and deliberate again for a few seconds i believe on this occasion after looking at the evidence I feel that, again, Ventriloquist has the popularity to be a B-list villain. Dustin did bring up some points about his not having any major appearances, but that was recently, and the fact that he's had so many appearances, especially in the animated series, which I know everyone holds in such high regard, a lot of very popular stories in the 90s, and he still continually crops up in the Batman universe. Dustin said that we're looking at Ventriloquist and not Scarface. I believe that's a good argument, but I also believe that John pretty much said that the two are synonymous. One can't be without the other, and I feel that that should be taken into account for the character. So I do believe that on this occasion, it is a triumphant victory for John, and yeah. uh, I believe that the Ventriloquist is a B-list villain. Woo. One for me. So with that possibly controversial decision, We'll be moving on to our next villain, which is Black Mask. And again, seeing as John will be going first this time, I'd like to hear where you will be placing him on the villain wall. I will be arguing that the Black Mask is a classic villain. And, Judge, I will be arguing that Black Mask belongs in the B-list category. Okay, John, and when you're ready, you may begin your argument. Thank you, Your Honour. A brief overview of the black mask there are two black masks one is roman sonis who is currently dead 
And the other is the most recent incarnation who appeared in Battle for the Cow, and that is Jeremiah Arkham. Roman Sonis lost his company to Bruce Wayne because he released a makeup product that had a toxin in which effectively disfigured women. He, at the same time, also lost his fiancée because of it, and she was particularly unhappy that they released a product that was so dangerous to women, arguing that it could have been her. Angered over this, he was he turned up at his parents' grave, blaming them. He was then hit by lightning and thrown into his parents' tomb. He then took the shattered remains of his father's casket and carved them into a mask wearing them he's most well known for his appearance in war games where he effectively becomes the ruler of gotham underworld and takes complete control and is actually probably best known for of course killing stephanie brown um for her to only be revived he's been technically killed by catwoman as well who threw him off a building only for him to reappear he's made a lot of appearances the earliest one that i could find was that he starts as a gang lord in no man's land and his territory is one of the first that is taken out by batman and huntress and amalgamated into batman's burgeoning clan he is obviously as i've said before the guy who killed stephanie brown and he then starts to rule Gotham. He is eventually killed by Catwoman and then resurrected in The Blackest Night. And comes back and in the Catwoman issue they fight again and she obviously defeats him. Black Mask 2 came about during Battle for the Cow when it turned out that an insane Jeremiah Arkham had put a mask on and destroys Arkham. He then releases a series of prisoners and causes General Mayhem before he is eventually taken down by Batman Dick Grayson version. Uh, He has appeared several times in the Batman and the Batman animated... uh, Batman... Batman the Brave and the Bold, and he was a major villain in the Batman all the way through. He has uh, had a hinted appearance in Batman Returns, the Tim Burton film, where... Christopher Walken's scarred and charred body looks remarkably like that of Black Mask. And there are, again, internet rumours suggesting that he is going to come back. He's also the main villain in The Red Hood, and he is forced by The Red Hood to release the Joker, who, as we all know, eventually traps him in a truck. He has appeared in Arkham City, where he is in the beginning scene. And he is at, he has had his own DLC for Arkham City released and downloaded. And I believe it was one of the more popular ones and produced some brilliant levels. And of course, more importantly, he has been announced as the main villain in Batman Origins. And this all says to me that here is a character who is dangerous, who is strong, who isn't going to go away anytime soon and is at the forefront of people's minds this is a character who has nearly defeated batman using his own plans against him and has killed stephanie brown and as i said is going to appear in batman origins and this is why i think he is a classic villain okay and now it is 
Dustin's turn to argue why he thinks Black Mask is a B-list villain. Well, the reason I believe that Black Mask is a B-list villain is is really just go. It really just comes down to the fact that, despite the fact that he has had numerous appearances, that he has been in multiple media uh, incarnations, he's been in, in video games, he's going to headline Batman Arkham Origins that comes out uh, later this year. The, the the big thing is that this character is not synonymous with the Joker, the Riddler, Two-Face, Penguin. Yes, this character is well-known. I will not deny that. And I believe that this character is going to be able to most likely carry the game of Batman Arkham Origins, but it's he's not going to be in that game by himself. He's going to have a number of other villains including the Joker, which is it was revealed that the Joker is also going to make an appearance in the game as well. So it's not as if he's the only villain and people will buy the game because he's the villain. I do believe that there are plenty of people who like Black Mask, who believe that Black Mask is a good character, but I don't think that Black Mask actually belongs in that same exact category alongside the other classic villains that we know. Black Mask hasn't really been around as long as these other characters for the first part. Second of all, we don't really know if this character will last, you know, have a lasting impact that will last, you know, 40 years like some of the other classic villains. We, we discussed, uh, this was a while back, but one of the previous cases that we discussed was Hush, and we were arguing whether he would be classic or B-list, and the main point that was argued was that Hush hadn't been around long enough to really determine whether he was a classic villain. I believe that's the same case with Black Mask, even though Black Mask has been around a little bit longer than, in fact, uh, Hush. I think that the impact that Batman ha- or that Black Mask has had in the comics is is still, in a way, shorter amount of time than other characters. The fact that he's only really been around for just almost 30 years, um, since he was first, he first appeared in 1985, he has, he has had numerous appearances. He's been in movies. Most notably, he appeared in Batman Under the Red Hood, and that was a specific character. He was one of the main villains in that, in that film. I still don't believe that he goes in the same lines of Joker and Riddler, and that's why I'm placing him in the B-list category. Now, I will say that given another 10 years, if the character, you know, continues to appear in various, various other incarnations and things like that, he may be more willing to be in the classic category. But I think at this point in time, and even more specifically, the way he's being used currently in the comics where the original Black Mask was killed and then Jeremiah Arkham became him and now even the New 52, the character has kind of reappeared, but on a much, much, much lesser known role, um, as he recently appeared in Catwoman number 19, but there was very little mention of him com- uh, possibly implying that his past, that uh, everything that we've seen in the comics so far has been erased since Catwoman herself, who was the one who killed Roman Sionis in the past, didn't even know who the character was when she was put into a cell next to him leads us to believe that this character could be being wiped clean as DC has done with other characters as well. So that is why I believe that this character belongs in the B-list category. Okay. 
now, John, you have your three minutes to defend your judgment. My honoured colleague makes some excellent points. Yes, he's possibly had his history wiped clean by the new 52, but then the new 52 is littered with mistakes, stupid decisions and simply idiotic decision, idiotic writing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they took this classic villain and completely ruined him. But I don't think that you can argue that's the villain's fault. I think that's down to the fact that DC don't know whether they're coming or going. However, I want to pick up on the main point that Dustin argues, which is that the character hasn't been around long enough and hasn't had a big impact. Well, I would slightly dispute that. He's certainly been around pre-No Man's Land, which was 98, 99, I believe. And he played a role in that, especially in the first book. Again, something that Firefly has done as well. And also, he's the guy who killed Stephanie Brown. He killed a Robin. He killed Spoiler. And the amount of fandom and love for Stephanie Brown shows that people will... And, and people are going to remember the fact that that character is related to them, and that's the character who who did it. He explodes onto the scene, really, I would argue, in War Games, and does it and, and makes an announcement, and then appears for a good few years as the major villain in Gotham. Batman is determined to take him down and tries to take him down and holds, his, uh, holds himself for... I believe two to three years having appear, appearing in different comics and things like that. So he's capable of being a major, serious, credible threat. And the fact that he's the focus of comics over two to three years shows that whilst yes, he's not made recent massive appearances, he is still a huge villain and there will be people who remember him. I, I read war games as the, the first comic I ever read and, and the black mask has, has stuck with me through all that time. Sure. Maybe some of the more jaded comic book readers might not remember it, but there will be plenty of people who will and who will see him as a credible threat. Again, he was another character that was brought up as a potential for the dark Knight rises. And so people are thinking of him and people are considering him. So he's had to have made an impact somewhere and that's why i feel he is most definitely a classic villain okay strong arguments there and dustin it is your last chance to defend black mask as a b-list villain my colleague brought up numerous points as far as this was the character that in fact killed stephanie brown or at the time it was believed that he killed stephanie brown due to the events that took place in that storyline he has appeared He has appeared in numerous other storylines as well, and has had prominent roles. And I'm not denying the fact that the character is a prominent villain, that the character has had major roles in the stories. I'm really just debating the fact that he is not up to par with the other villains that we have in that classic category. That's my main argument. I don't believe that this character is synonymous with the Joker, with Two-Face, Penguin, uh, the Riddler, he Penguin... 
he's just he's just not as synonymous with these other characters as as my colleague is trying to present the the ultimate thing comes down to despite the fact that this character has had numerous roles the the main reason of why um he should not be a classic character is because the the DC who you know in one way or another owns all of these characters decided during battle for the cowl to allow Jeremiah Arkham to take the role of Black Mask completely ignoring the previous um roles of Black Mask and if Black Mask who was a very prominent uh villain for Catwoman and during the Catwoman series of comics that were that were being released Black Mask was a extremely well-known villain in that in that area of the Batman universe and was probably the Joker to uh Catwoman that Joker is to Batman and uh he was a very prominent character but the fact that they you know allowed him to actually supposedly die which you know there's plenty of people who believe that he died he didn't die they allowed uh Tony Daniel to uh allow Jeremiah Arkham to take over the role of Black Mask and play this ridiculous thing depleting the idea that Black Mask was this this thing by allowing a psychologist to take the role of the character just proves that well this character is interchangeable and not necessarily classic the fact that the new 52 has kind of in some ways uh tried to reset some of the horrible events that happened during uh, Battle for the Cow with Black Mask, it still hasn't gotten to the point where they've reset it completely, and maybe a specific storyline focusing on Black Mask will allow that to happen, which might be right around the corner with Black Mask appearing in Batman Arkham Origins, but for now, I believe that he is a B-list character only because of the way DC, the company that owns the character, has treated him in the last couple of years. Okay, so after hearing both sides of the argument, I will now need just a short while to deliberate and work out who I feel is correct in their placement of the villain. So after having a another think there, I feel that both parties have very strong arguments. The fact that Don is saying that he killed Stephanie Brown, a major character, he says that a popular character, I would argue that she wasn't really popular until she was Batgirl. But nevertheless, killing a prominent member of the Bat family is no small feat. But saying that I can't see the heretic who just killed Damien being held a classic villain. Similarly agree with Dustin's points that he doesn't really have the history to be necessarily a classic villain. His name alone doesn't conjure similes with the people like the Riddler and Joker. When you list that collection of characters, I doubt that you'd find his name with them very often. Having said that, I feel that with his many media appearances, particularly under the Red Hood, and especially with a whole game being based around him in the near future I feel that he's definitely a prominent character I would say that he is around at the moment, he's definitely still in the Batman universe but I feel that he's not being written particularly well but that doesn't take away from his status and I feel that because of his long running stance as such a 
a focus in the Batman universe, such a, an antagonist throughout so many of the titles, I feel that it would be a disservice to call Black Mask anything other than a classic villain, even if he is not currently being handled so. So, John, you've whitewashed us in this episode. Yay! Oh, this is the happiest day of my life. Then you need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay, so with that, this has been the latest episode of the Batman Universe Villain Wall. Please check out thebatmanuniverse.net and all of the social networking sites, it's Twitter and Facebook. Please, if you have any questions, comments, or would like to suggest any villain for coming episodes, then please send that to podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Next episode, we were looking to look at Hugo Strange and Deadshot, but like I said, any villains that you have, then we would look to include those in upcoming episodes. If you disagree or agree or would like to comment on this episode, then please email podcast at the Batman Universe on it or leave a comment on the episode. We look forward to reading those and we will hopefully be reading those out in coming episodes. In addition to that, we're also hoping to release one of these episodes every other month. It's been obviously quite some time since you've heard an episode of the Villain Wall previously with that last episode we released. It's, it's been almost a year and a half since the last one, but we're hoping to release a Villain Wall episode every other month going forward. So this is the second one of the new, as Joe put it in the last episode, the reboot of the Villain Wall. Okay, so that's everything from us. Hope you enjoy this episode. This has been Joe. This is Dustin. And this is John. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Hello again. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> John, I think you could legitimately win one of these ones that are we're about to do. I'm hoping. I think so. It's how I've marshaled my arguments. I think the best one I've got a chance with is actually the Black Mask. Yeah. But it, it depends, again, on... How good your argument is. Yeah, exactly. And and how much you've been threatening Joe as well. well I haven't been threatening Joe at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the opposite. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> now, uh... Oh, hold on. Someone's home. <laughs> I'm here. Is it a burglar? Are we going to be treated to an episode of Home Alone instead? I'm not nearly as adept at making traps. Ah! <laughs> yes. I am mid-podcast. i tell you what, we've got some great outtakes... I don't know. I don't think that one was as good as the one where you were telling your mom to make you a sandwich. <laughs> I was in that after a cup of tea. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Which means I'm going to... Oh, that's foolish. I'm going to get interrupted again. Hopefully it'll be while you're talking. Right, where was I? Okay, can you uh, bring this evidence to the judge, please? Yeah, bear with me two seconds. I'm going to get the... There's also a group for the Clock King as well. Yeah, I remember that. I can't, I can't, I can't wait for this, yeah. Apparently Ventriloquist is a lot more popular than the Clock King. Uh, yeah. The Ventriloquist, I think, had like... Uh, not the Ventriloquist. The Clock King had like 24 likes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know awesome. if I can I, do the Facebook one. That's fine. I don't care about Facebook. I'm All just... Right. Secretly, I'm hoping that this is like an actual Ventriloquist group or something, not like Arnold Wesker. <laughs> uh, Come see on. the stage show. It's not. Uh, I did check it out before I mentioned it.
Wiki, 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 complex, vampop, tumblr. This is great nice. radio. <laughs> it is, isn't it? People question it. Okay. It's, oh, in the comments. Now. There's a few other pictures in there, but it is mainly ventriloquist. But I don't know how you'd... Oh, this is scarfressing. Oh, I hate social media so much. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of pictures of Scarface, but I, I, I you know, he's called the ventriloquist done that, so I, I argue that it stands. Just count yourself lucky, you know, when Don and the others do it, they don't bother to do this kind of research. I've scoured the web for that. They realise there's no f-ing point. <laughs> okay, John, you're making this too easy, and it's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what's coming somehow. <laughs> uh, see, I was already uh, again. I don't know. I mean, it's you and your damn Facebook pages they always throw it for you because I was already and you just like you've pissed me off more than anything (laughs) (laughs) no hold on a judge should be impartial he shouldn't be swayed by whether he likes social media he's he's swayed by your your evidence that you produced (laughs) yeah not but he's 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 suggesting that he he's he's against my argument because he doesn't like people on social media sites well that's not mine he doesn't like your. He doesn't like the evidence that you produce that just happened to be on social media. Sites. Oh right. Oh, okay. That, that, because if you think about it, there's judges who are swayed because of their political uh, party. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Oh, I will. I will concede that then. Go on. Lay it on me, Jack. Lay it on me. I enjoy these. Actually, these are always very <laughs> good fun. <laughs> Even though I'm four nil down. Nil oh. <laughs> <Nailed> down. <laughs> I've got to get five to do this. <laughs> it would have been much better if he would have won the black mask one because I'm just saying that's just me. Now I'm gonna fall <laughs> all out for taking you down on black <laughs> I'm only saying this because I was just thinking to myself, yeah, this will probably go in my favor, and then he'll win black mask, and that'll be a little bit more triumphant. But that's fine. That's fine. I argued for him, I guess. I was just going to say, every time you provide these stupid social media links, you end up screwing yourself because it shows how little they are actually they are actually like. 724 likes out of 4 billion people on the earth. True, but but then when we did the the Clock King, when I provided that bit of evidence, it actually swayed him. It was swayed Nick in favour of your argument. He was like, well. It's got 27 Wait, that's, that's, uh, that's what I thought you were about to do with this time, too. I was like, 724. woo <laughs> Straight. But then, I would, I would probably argue Facebook isn't necessarily a, a geek demographic, is it? No, so. I would not say so. so. I actually had <laughs> one other thing that I could have thrown out there, and there was a, a link on FanPop. It says Batman Villains, and it specifically says Scarface and the Ventriloquist. Meaning that Scarface is more popular, but whatever. 
Yeah, I do. I don't. I do actually. I, I must admit, I do agree with you. I think Scarface is is much more well known than the ventriloquist. Everybody, you go Scarface, and everybody goes, "Yes, I know exactly who that is." Yeah, but they're just thinking of Al Pacino. <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely think they think of the 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 puppet is the one that everybody remembers because it's got the speech impediment and it's a bit lively and it's a completely. Judge, based off of the evidence just provided, I'd like to, uh, <laughs> I'd like to ask for a retrial um, or a redecision based off of the evidence that my colleague just presented. Oh, I think Judge's decision is final. <laughs> this this would be a first in the villain world. <laughs> it's like you going outside after defending someone, like, oh yeah, we did stab someone, but you know, oh well. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I do think I do think he's. I still stand by that he's a B-list villain. I think maybe we probably should have changed it to Scarface rather than the Ventriloquist. But he's not his own villain, is he? So, I, I think you you pretty much said that they were synonymous, and I agree with that. So, mm. but we can always get hate mail later. 